Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Your host and moderator is Bonnie D. Graham. You'll hear from the innovators who have learned to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo and help move today's businesses in new directions. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And if you want to run with the Game Changers, you are in the right place. I can guarantee that. Today's buzz, cloud and marketing. How do they fit together? I have exciting news. The cloud is bringing one of the biggest opportunities ever for the future of marketing. But wait, before you get all excited... Along with that opportunity comes big challenges and a lot of work. So I have some key questions to ask you for your organization, your marketing organization. Have you started developing a digital marketing strategy and a platform makeover yet? Hmm? Okay, here's another one. Are you prepared to shift into a totally customer-focused culture? That's a tough one. And third question, do you have the right talent on board yet? That could be a deal breaker before your marketing organization can play well and win big. And that's what it's all about in this burgeoning sandbox, I like to call it. You need to know what future success will look like and what it takes to get there. Big question of the day is, are you ready? Okay. I have a panel of experts who are going to help you figure out what you need to do to get there and what it's going to look like. First up on the panel is a returning guest on Coffee Break. His name is Florian Brody. He's a managing partner at Brody and Partners and a principal at the Halo Agency. And Florian sent me, my goodness, I think it's the first time we've had William Shakespeare quoted on the show. And not only Shakespeare, this is from an entire act in a scene, but I'll, I'll read just a little bit. Florian quotes, uh, let's see. It's let's go back some 400 years. Here's what Hamlet said. Do you see yonder clouds that's almost in shape of a camel? And Polonius replied, by the mass, and tis like a camel indeed. <laughs> I, I will rest my case. Florian Brody, welcome back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. How are you today? Thank you. Thanks so much for having me back. I'm really excited to be part of, uh, be part of this show. I think it's really important that we focus on new directions in marketing. Exactly. So tell me, you're harking back 400 years. We've got Will Shakespeare through the voices of Hamlet and Polonius. How does that relate to, and wonderful quotes, by the way, how does the camel in the clouds relate to the yonder clouds of marketing opportunity? Talk to me, Florian. Well, uh, I really chose the quote because Hamlet is, in this scene, very, very serious about the topic he wants to go about. And Polonius makes fun of him. Cloud, maybe a camel, maybe it's a weasel, maybe it's a whale. Oh, very likely it's a whale. So we talk about this cloud, and we wonder what shape it is. Uh, and in reality, uh, there are two different topics. Yes, it's marketing in the cloud. But what we really have to focus on is what does marketing do to the companies, to the people who market, and the people who are marketed too, no matter what shape the cloud has. Florian, I think that uh, people who are just starting out thinking about shifting marketing to the cloud are probably laughing and saying, yeah, camel sounds pretty good. <laughs> I'm not sure yeah. what that what that thing is up there. Very, very interesting. I don't know if you're a fan of tennis, Florian, or any of our other callers. I'll ask them, but uh, the U.S. Open is in full swing, pun intended. Thank you. Here in New York, I'm I'm probably about located about 20 minutes without traffic from the the stadium, the U.S. Open, and um, another company, a huge company, is marketing a huge set of ads on what it's like to be working in the cloud and living in the cloud and all kinds of. In- 
interesting uh, comparisons and paradigms, but I love the fact that you're harking back to the days of Shakespeare. So, Will Shakespeare, welcome to Coffee Break. We have a lot more to talk to you about, Florian. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's move on to our second panelist. It's Stephen M. Bailey. He's an executive at Deloitte Digital and the creator and owner of Market Mix, Deloitte Digital's platform for digital marketing and e-commerce delivery for CMOs. And here's a quote in the words of Stephen Bailey. In all things, be curious, be courageous, be confident, and be caring. Stephen Bailey, I'm not sure how caring got in there. Welcome to Coffee Break. How are you? Doing well, thanks, Bonnie, and thank you for having me on the show. Pleasure to have you. Talk to me about your quote. Very interesting. Sure. It's, uh, as I was trying to come up with uh, a quote for myself years ago, and, and I've used this to apply to a number of areas, I think it's also very applicable here for marketers, because good marketing is really uh, about having a good two-way conversation and, and showing that there's value, not just uh, a message that you're getting out into the wild and, and hoping someone hears it. And I think by being curious, always wanting to learn more about the customer, always wanting to learn more about your field, and, and, and asking questions and, and getting insight is key and then be courageous enough to, to act on those insights and what you learn and, and to engage in a way that, that is, is most appropriate and, and do it with confidence and I think finally um, show that, that you're caring um, you know people are savvy enough that the traditional marketing messages that are just trying to sell you something are not going to work and, and most marketers know that and so uh, the caring statement here I add because I think if, if you've got that that empathy which is really what this is about mm-hmm. and you're showing some value to uh, to your your target uh, audience um, they're going to engage with you more they're going to also uh, feel that you have their best interests at heart very interesting. I was teasing when I said, what is caring doing in there? Because I know the value of being authentic and genuine and empathetic and understanding what the customer experience should be at its best, at its most optimal, and that you just can't bombard people with messages just because you have something to say. That doesn't work anymore. Thank you, Steve. Am I right? Am I on the right track? Absolutely. Good. We have a lot more to talk with you about, Stephen, and, and welcome to Coffee Break, by the way. You're a newbie here. We appreciate your joining us. Thank and you. rounding out the panel today is Bernard Chung. He's a Senior Director of Global Solution Marketing at SAP. And here's a quote. I believe this gentleman has been quoted before, Mayor Gupta, the CMO of Kimberly Clark. And here's the quote. It's not about digital marketing, but marketing in a digital world. Couldn't have said it better. Bernard Chung, welcome. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. Great to be on the show today. Thank you. So talk to me. Interesting quote from Mr. Gupta. Yeah, actually, Gupta quoted his CMO, uh, Clive Serkin, who said this in the article, I, I believe. So uh, I'm sorry for that. Um, but Clive, um, he's a CMO, Kimberly Clark, uh, recently won the award for Consumer Goods Technologies uh, CMO of the Year Award. And he wanted because the you know their efforts in transforming their marketing organization to be more successful in in building their brands um, and uh, winning in the digital world today. And I really like this quote because it I think it better frames uh, you know the challenge that marketers face today. And next to the marketing cloud topic, I think I, I believe digital marketing is uh, is isn't. It's a term and, and a phrase that a lot of marketers use, but I think, um, you know, rephrasing it in the way that he quoted it, um, marketing in a digital world is a better way by bringing up the, the challenge and issue that a lot of marketers face today. 
and it recognizes that it's not only about the traditional digital channels that we, we're thinking about, email, web, and social, but it's really about, you know, where customers are and where where all the channels that customers uh, reside in and leverage mm-hmm. and trying to engage them in those channels. And uh, and also, going back to the topic of the cloud, I, I also think it's more of a, it's definitely there's a lot more, uh, a lot of marketing solutions are built on cloud. I'm sure we'll talk about this uh, soon. But, again, I think that's more of a solution to the problem. I think, um, you know, we need to think about, as marketers and, you know, marketers I speak to, a lot of them are thinking about what is the problem? What is the, the business challenge that they're trying to address? And sure, if uh, cloud is one of the solutions that they need, that's absolutely uh, valid. But if more cases than not, it's really uh, it's part of the solution, but not the entire solution. Very, very well put, Bernard. Very well put. I, I was speaking with um, on the Financial Excellence Radio series yesterday, and we were talking with uh, my panel about the fact that just because you take a finance app or a finance process and you put it on a mobile device doesn't mean you've created the proper experience for the finance team to use it and that it's going to really work that well. So I guess it's the same thing. You just don't say digital marketing, but marketing in a digital world is a much bigger concept. It takes more work. As, as Stephen said, curious courageous, confident, caring. We have to throw the other C-word conversation in there. And to Florian's point and Mr. Shakespeare, or Will Shakespeare, what is it? How do you define it? What does it look like? And what really is it? So we have a big task here on our panel today. Thank you, Bernard. Guess what, panelists? I have a very difficult question for the three of you. What's in your cup today? Or what do you wish you were drinking? Florian, you know the drill. Why don't you tell me? What are you drinking? Or what are you going to have after the show, Florian Brody? Yeah, it's um, coming from um, a city that is really well-known for coffee houses. I come from Vienna. It's amazing to see how good coffee has become in San Francisco. Personally, I stick, uh, stick to the uh, mocha pot on the stovetop mocha pot for my breakfast coffee, which probably delivers the best uh, coffee for the investment, short of going to a $3,000 espresso machine. So I have in front of me a cup of excellent coffee out of a mocha pot. What's a mocha pot? I'm not even familiar with oh, that. Is that a, a, a brand? A little, no, it's the, I, that's what they call it in America. That's why I use the term. It's actually a, a screw-top machine that goes about for 25 to $30. And you put the coffee in and uh, you put it on your gas burner and it makes coffee almost uh, like espresso. Oh, my goodness, that's very interesting. Well, thank you. I learned something. Going to have to go look for one of those. Stephen Bailey, what are you drinking today, or what do you wish? So I have coffee as well, and I have one of those mocha pots. I love them. They're, they do make good coffee, so I can recommend them. Um, but maybe the mug that the uh, coffee is in is, is a little more interesting. It was actually a gift. Um, I'm left-handed, and so most mugs, the whatever is printed on it um, is intended to face out to people who are looking at you if you're right-handed and not to you if you're left-handed. So this is one that is printed on both sides, and it says lefties know how to do it right. So um, (laughs) (laughs) that that gives me some reminder that we can be equitable as well as funny. 
Well, that is beautiful. You reminded me I need to order a new batch of the Coffee Break with Game Changer mugs, which have become a coveted collector's item. But to your point, let's see. Yes, if you're a lefty, you're just going to see a URL. If you're a righty, your your people sitting across and you will see the wonderful. Maybe I need to put the logo on both sides put it on this time. Both. I need I think that's what we're going to have to do when I order them, and you'll be one of the first to receive one. How's Excellent. that, Stephen? Oh, thank you. That was a good, a good, courageous, confident, curious, caring conversation we just had. <laughs> I love it. Digital coffee cups. Bernard Chung, I can't ask you to top those two stories. Are you using a mocha pot today, or what are you drinking? No, uh, you know, I am not using a mocha pot, but I'm drinking coffee, and I need one of those mugs too. Maybe I'll get, I'll be the second person once you get those new, uh, new, new coffee mugs because I am a lefty as well. Um, and I'm, I'm actually drinking a coffee, uh, that, uh, we, you know, we were recently in Maui, uh, a couple weeks ago, and, uh, I'm a big coffee drinker, and, and, you know, I was trying to find a good cup, a cup of coffee and ran into a store called Maui Grown and found a great, uh, 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 blended coffee called Lahina Beach. And uh, my girl is a small um, coffee grower, and they also roast coffee and also sell coffee. They're located on the west uh, Maui Mountains near the uh, town of Lahina. And, um, you know, they're just a nice small uh, shop, and, you know, they don't, they're, you know, they're not that big, but they're local, and their beans are great. And, um, and Next, if you or any of the listeners are in Maui, the next time, please stop by. Um, you know, West Maui, uh, they're right next to the famous smokestack right behind the Shell gas station. So, I'm, sure, sure. I'm sure they would appreciate the plug. If you have a, a, a Twitter handle or a hashtag for them, go ahead and put it up. We're tweeting at hashtag SAP Radio. Thank you, Bernard. Good stories. Guess what? You've all earned a break. I'm very happy to tell you we're going to take a 90-second break. I'm talking today with Florian Brody. Florian, you are calling from Austria today, correct? No, I'm calling from San Francisco. Oh, for goodness sake, I gave Brad the the Austrian number to dial in to open you up, so I didn't even realize that. Florian Brody in San Francisco, Stephen Bailey. Stephen, where are you calling from today? I am in Chicago today for a change. Home. Oh, okay, home is good. And Bernard, you are where? In Palo Alto. Okay, and I'm in New York, so we sort of have the have the span covered here. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. We're talking today about the cloud and marketing, upskilling for marketing in the cloud. What will it take to go from digital marketing, which sounds like it's a little trite and maybe lazy, to marketing in a digital world? Do you have the right people? Do you have the right strategy, the right platform? Are you ready to play and win big? Listen up to our panelists, and we're going to help you figure that out. And Ma- Malcolm Kimberlin uh, at SAP says, lefties know how to do it right and we're the only ones in our right minds there you go Stephen and bernard you've got a friend in malcolm kimberlin don't even think of touching that mask that app that dial we're having too much fun here we'll be right back after the break brad out when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime 
anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Welcome back. Here we are. I just got a nice link from Florian Brody on Twitter. Where, If you want to see it, it's hashtag SAP Radio. He says, check Wikipedia on mocha, M-O-K-A underscore pot, the best ROI in coffee makers. Wonderful. You'll get that mug, Florian, I promise. Uh, okay, so let's get started on our roundtable. We've got about 30 minutes here. We're going to go nonstop. Florian Brody, you're first up. Let's start talking. Let's level set. Why? We haven't asked a question yet. Why? Why should you be doing cloud marketing? Why should you be marketing for the cloud, for the digital world? Real reasons you mentioned to me before the show are you want to reduce overhead, you want to integrate new marketing opportunities, but what's what are the reasons? Let's have the scope and let's level set. Then we'll have Stephen and Bernard join you. So go ahead, Florian. Let's get started. In marketing today, as everywhere else, you have to uh, be as efficient as possible at the bottom line, uh, what really counts is return of marketing investment. And with so many opportunities, specifically in, a, uh, in the digital space, it is essential uh, to identify um, where you market, to whom you market, and how you market. And to the uh, consumer, to the recipient, the person you market to, whether it's a consumer or whether it's a business, or whether it's B2B or B2C, at the end of the day, uh, it doesn't matter whether you market via the cloud or you market direct or you send them a postcard. Uh, what counts for them is that they are inundated with marketing messages. Mm-hmm. And uh, while the majority of these messages are of zero interest to them, it is often very, very hard to filter out those that are actually relevant. Uh, marketing has uh, taken a turn towards uh, brute force uh, messaging. And I think uh, cloud marketing, uh, with it, the technologies that allowed very, very personalized and very, very structural data analysis to whom you market and to fine-tune the message, to take marketing back to the space where it should be, and that is communicate a message uh, that people actually want to hear. Florian, to that point, I want to ask you to that point, just say, I'll I'll use this term advisedly or not, uh, the average person on the street, I don't know who that he, she, or it is anymore today, but uh, nobody wants to admit that they're average and and, uh, they're always doing something. But uh, the question is, I I see some research here. You've cited a 2012 study by Wakefield Research among over a thousand Americans in terms of, do they even know what the cloud is? As a marketer, should you be talking about, we're marketing to you through the cloud, we're doing digital marketing, or don't, don't they care? Do they care at all? Do they even know what it is? So going no, back to your Shakespeare quote, they don't have a clue. Talk to me. They have the, uh, yeah, the, the cloud, the, the majority of people believe that uh, inclement weather could be negative for cloud computing. So uh, that about shows about the understanding. And it's completely irrelevant because 
They don't need to know about return of marketing investment, uh, direct marketing strategies, remarketing, uh, uh, advertising technologies, buyers and sellers, completely irrelevant. In marketing, you know, there's the old saying, people don't want power drills, people want holes. Uh, at the end of the day, what, what I'm as a person, and I've been marketed to uh, as much as everybody else, and I'm, I'm, not as, I'm not average, nobody else is average. <clears throat> the, uh, what really counts is that I receive an information that is relevant to me, and I expect um, the, the marketing end of the side of the, of the communication channel to deliver messages that are important to me in a way that I want to receive them, and then I will respond. And then, so it's uh, we have to get away from this uh, brute force marketing. I'm always quoting uh, the uh, this strange situation that at the same time. I'm emptying out my mailbox of tons and tons of paper that is complete waste. Mm -hmm. I'm desperately trying to get a, uh, a marketing collateral for a new car or a new camera that really tells me about the product, and it's not available. Um, I, I bought a car, and the company gave me the marketing collateral after I signed the, the contract. <laughs> and I said, why now? Oh, we have so few of those. We don't give them out left, right. Oh my word! You're you're killing us here. I, I want Stephen Bailey to chime in. Stephen, what is what do you think about what what uh, we're talking about with Florian in terms of people's understanding? And, and does anybody really care whether you're marketing in the cloud? Is that really uh, an insider industry thing? Talk to me, Stephen. Sure. I think first of all, to answer your last question, it, 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 the consumer doesn't care where it's coming from, of course. But mm -hmm. but why do marketers need to care? I think historically, marketers have been. Uh, had the luxury in many ways to not um, worry as much about their technology because it's either um, been fulfilled in one of two ways, either through uh, their agency. So the agencies that they've worked for, for creative, for campaigns, et cetera, um, have seen the opportunity over the years and said, hey, um, you know, we can also run your marketing platform, whatever that may mean to a particular company. And so they've outsourced some of it as a little bit of a black box and um, said, that's great because my job as a marketer is really to focus on the brand, the message, and the next campaign. What's the campaign? The campaign. And so they said, I don't, I don't need to worry about the technology. Or if the internal IT department is doing it on their behalf and it isn't an agency, then, um, then you have that classic uh, friction between business and IT. Well, it's IT, they do it. But marketers don't have that luxury anymore, and, and it's a good thing because it's going to give them more power. And what I mean by that is they, they need to be involved and understand to the level that's appropriate the technology they're using. is It, it, it is a digital world, and so therefore we need to um, adjust as marketers to that. So what does that mean, and, and how does the cloud come into that? I think it means... One, um, they need to take more control of their destiny, have the right partners for sure that are, that are helping to offload some of the burden in the day-to-day, -day, but really understand how across the customer journey they're going to um, use data and analytics and insight to provide a really um, 
personalized message, right? That's been the holy grail, this idea of a segment of one versus a segment of thousands, where I, I give the same message to a large group of people. Now I give messages and experiences to the individual. And, and we're not there yet, but the, the tools and the technologies and, and the data and the analytics on that data is there to help us get ever closer. So where does cloud come in? is the same way it comes in in any other uh, department in the company. And that is cloud computing is really about providing elasticity. What that means is just a fancy word to say I can scale up and I can just as importantly scale down according to what it is I need to do. And that gives me then variable costs, which means I only pay for what I need to pay for and not have um, what the CIO has been worried about for years, which are a bunch of unused servers and software and technology that I've paid for or continue to pay for, but I don't use. So that's one of the bigger benefits of cloud for sure is this elasticity and this variable cost so that it's always right-sized and always adjusted. And that's a technical thing, and, and, and marketers are not going to be in the day-to-day -day of that scaling up and down. But that's one of the reasons to, to move to these types of solutions and to look into them as being appropriate. But the bigger one, probably from a marketer's point of view, is really um, integration and interoperability, words that, that have been the purview of IT but are ever more important to marketers because if I'm going to go out and connect to all of the data that's available to me from a number of sources, this isn't going to sit in some database in your own IT department. And if it does, that's your first problem. But to be able to go out and use a number of technologies and connect and have your digital properties, your marketing messages, be able to leverage content, data, and the information about individuals and get that out across all the channels. That's, that's, that's the key to using a cloud-based marketing solution that has that interoperability and can scale to what size you need. Thank you very much, Stephen. Before I ask Bernard to chime in, I just want to make a comment. You were talking about the personalizing the message, the holy grail, so that you're marketing to one or the illusion of marketing to one rather than to the many and the masses. Ironically, when Florian said that the car dealer handed him a brochure after he signed the papers to buy the car and said, we only give these out because we don't have a lot, that was personalization to a ridiculous level because he had earned the right to the brochure because he had already bought the car. So in a sense, they would say, we aren't blanketing, we aren't sending a million of these out over your neighborhood on a, a low-flying plane. You've deserved this, so you get to have it. Now you know what you bought. Very interesting. Uh, Bernard Chung, why don't you chime in? We're covering a lot of territory here. What do you think about the meaning of cloud and why marketers should care? Yeah, you know, I just want to piggyback up what, up what uh, Stephen was just saying. I completely mm -hmm. agree that, you know, the end goal, and I think you'll find very little argument of that, what you defined as holy grail, that's right. You know, we want, we as marketers, want to provide our customers a seamless customer experience throughout the entire uh, customer's journey, right? So that whenever, no matter what channels that customers use, use to engage with uh, the organization, you know, they feel like they, you know, the organization knows them, um, and they have a context of previous interactions, no matter what the channel was, and, and that the ongoing interactions based on the previous interactions so that you're really building a rapport and a relationship uh, with every interaction that you have and, uh, and moving them down the, uh, the journey of the purchasing process. But, um, and I think 
you know, to accomplish that is very challenging and difficult. You know, we work with, uh, at SAP, work with a lot of marketers and a lot of uh, organizations that are trying to achieve this. And, um, you know, I, I talk to a lot of CMOs and, you know, a lot of them, a lot of situations I find that in, in more cases than not, in the past couple of years, I, I see some marketing organizations that have been on a kind of a spending spree, if you will. I think uh, they've been kind of tasked and charged with, you know, finding ways to better engage customers through email, the web, the social, and the mobile. So, you know, the, you have cases where certain marketing organizations have, um, you know, have subscription to an email uh, service, and they're outsourcing their web uh, web channel. And they also um, have an agency that's helping to build them uh, their mobile app. And and it's it's really easy to find two dozen different um, subscriptions or solutions or, or 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 tools that are being used throughout the organization. Some are uh, not being used anymore. Some are used by only a small group of people, or some are uh, more wi- widely used or only used in certain regions. And and the reality is that you have you know a whole bunch of different solutions out there. And I, I really like the comment what Stephen said because the big challenge is, well, how do you integrate? How do you communicate and integrate these channels, silo channels, so that customer information and history of inter, infer, infer, uh, customer interaction, the context of customer uh, interaction, is shared in a single place, and that is also leveraged, regardless of what channels are being used, so that mm-hmm. customer. You know, so the organization could provide that one-to-one personalized uh, customer experience and engagement and move them toward a purchasing process. So I think, um, you know, that's a challenge. And in respect to the cloud, I, I see this because, you know, a lot of people, a lot of marketers and or marketing organizations think, oh, I need a cloud solution. And that may be right if you're think if you're considering an email solution or if you're looking at uh, like a social listening tool or some you know very specific capability. Mm-hmm. But if you're really looking to transform the way um, your organization wants to re-engage and you know reinvent the way you engage with your customers, you're you're talking a lot more than just silo solutions. You need to think about integration. You need to think about having a single source of information, leveraging, uh, you know, allowing analytics to be leveraged through multiple channels. And the entire solution, more often than not, is more than cloud-based marketing solutions. Thank you, Bernard. Good points. I'm about to move in a slightly different direction, but Florian, anything you want to wrap up on this thread before I go to something that Stephen wants to talk about? I think uh, the um, I think the point is well made. Yes, um, cloud marketing, of course, offers a uh, very good lever for uh, the marketing department uh, when talking to IT or CIOs. It's no longer oh my God, we have to do this uh, um, solution. We have to use that resource because we already paid for it. Mm-hmm. To get the flexibility, and at the same time, yes, I think with new media opportunities opening up. Marketeers can no longer say, I want to get the message out and uh, uh, I'm not interested whether it's portrait or landscape. They have to know what they're doing. They have to, we really have to deeply understand how different uh, media types, media models uh, communicate a message and to whom uh, we are talking to. And I think this ties into the core topic of uh, 
of our show. Um, what type of uh, expertise do you need mm-hmm. for the next generation of marketing? Whom Thank you, you very much. Exactly. And I'm going to move this in uh, closer to that direction with Stephen Bailey at Deloitte Digital. Stephen, uh, you sent me the following notes, and I, I think let's talk about the right people at the top. You say marketing in the cloud requires new thinking and new cooperation between CMOs and CIOs to get it right. And then you add cloud on its own. It's just a technology architecture choice. It's not a black box solution. The tool is only as good as how you use it. And I will add on to that, Stephen Bailey. Who uses it? So let's start with the right people at the top, and then we can drill down to the people in the trenches who are using it. CMOs and CIOs, do they want to play well together on cloud marketing, or, or is that a battleground? I, I don't think it's a battleground. I think it's a new partnership. Um, everybody mm-hmm. in, the, in the marketplace has been pointing to a, 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 a Gartner quote that's been used very haphazardly. Of CM, CMOs will be spending more money on technology than CIOs by 2017. And I mm. think there's a lot of truth in that. I don't dispute um, the quote itself. But I think it, it, it highlights that there is a new partnership here where it's not just CMOs acting as the customer of the CIO, but it's the CMO and the CIO together um, figuring out what is the right strategy to market in a digital world. And part of that certainly is going to include um, cloud solutions, but the you know you can commit the same sins that you've been committing in your on-premise mm-hmm. solution uh, just by putting it in into the cloud. But this this partnership and and we're starting to see it. I would say in in the bigger, more mature organizations, um, this this shift is happening. I would say there's a lot of room uh, to go where um, both the CMO and the CIO really uh, partnering together and having the same metrics that they're responsible to, to the board and to the CEO, uh, relative to that um, optimized spend of of marketing. Because we all know that the the adage, the old quote of half of my marketing is effective, I just don't know which half. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... So to get past that point and, and to where that is no longer just a punchline, this um, technology and marketing partnership has got to be strong. And, and um, of course, as, you know, myself as a consultant, we're always going to say you need a good strategy up front. But there are a lot of things, if that partnership is strong, that you can do so that you can get the quick wins um, that are tied to a larger strategy that you may be working out. So this, this getting it right at the, at the top is key. The benefits roll down, um, as in most things, um, and, mm-hmm. and to the folks that are in the trenches, the day-to-day marketers, um, there are a couple of key points, I think, um, that CMOs and, and their teams need to keep in mind. One, it, with the cloud being a tool that's only as good as you use it, if the, organi- the marketing organization is still structured in a way that people are focused on channels, and not on particular customers, um, they're, they're going to fail in the cloud as much as they may fail today currently with, with the technologies they have. Um, we see a lot of people say, well, these are my social media people, and these are my web people, and these are my uh, direct mail and my email people. And unless folks are aligned to um, understand all of the touch points across the customer journey for the various personas, the customer types that you're targeting, you're still going to not be effective regardless of cloud or not. So um, what the cloud what cloud solutions can do, they're not a panacea, but what they can do is they start to bring these things together. And what all the major players in the market today are doing with their um, marketing cloud solutions is trying to create something where 
um, the sum is, is, you know, the whole is greater than the sum mm-hmm. of the parts. So that I have now one place where I can easily collaborate, I can easily draw on data, I can be um, not only proactive by having my set and scheduled campaigns, but also reactive, because you need to. You need to react to what competitors are doing, you need to react to what consumers are doing on your social sites, the conversation, you need to be able to turn on a dime. And so in, the, in traditional technologies, that ability to, to turn on a dime is just not built in. And with these solutions that are extracted, if you will, and um, have integrated already the content that I'm using on my, on my web channel, that I'm using in social channels, that I'm also using in email campaigns and even direct mail, digital signage, you name it. By having that together and connected in one place, I can easily allow the my day-to-day folks who are making this happen mm-hmm. cooperate and collaborate with agencies and other partners to quickly um, uh, have the right message in all the right channels at the right time. And that's that's sort of the key there that the partnership at the top can can eventually lead down to and translate into in day-to-day operations. Good insights. Thank you. And, and Bernard Chung, I want to bring you in with the following statement. You sent me on, on the same topic. You sent me some notes here saying the key issues, of course, are people, process, and technology, but that more than half, uh, I don't know what the the, res- the source was for this uh, research you have here, but more than half of the companies interviewed a particular study said hiring the right team is a bigger part of the problem. And hiring the right team, you say, start by hiring people who love your brand. So, Bernard, why don't we segue off of where Stephen took us and let's go in to whom do you hire for this new world of cloud marketing. Talk to me. Yeah, absolutely. And that um, that stat came from a study that uh, we, we've uh, worked with uh, CMO Council on. They, they did a, a survey of uh, 300 marketers in North America, and they found that, um, you know, when it comes to uh, – the question was, what are some of the barriers – of um, you know enabling customer experience, customer engagement in the organization, and they said you know three things: people, process, technology. Which one are they? And they said over a majority of them said that's all three. Three is the issue. You know, all three of them is an issue. And by and and hiring the right teams is definitely one of the one of the top issues that they they mentioned. And what and and I. I thought about this a little bit, and, and I was thinking back to an article that I read uh, on uh, a SaaS company magazine article titled 12 Myths of Apple. Right? I think um, a lot of people think Apple hires the best designers, right? best uh, marketers or best uh, engineers in the world. And, and this article talks about how they really don't, and, and the way that they hire um, their people is um, they hire people who love their brand. They they hire people who love Apple, right? So, and I thought about this, and yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, wouldn't it be great if we hire your SAP or any organization who love the company, love the brand, love the organization, and how passionate they they would be, and how that passion could be turned into the work that they do. So I thought that was a you know very um, you know, foremost interesting point that um, oftentimes as hiring managers we may neglect or um, and just look at their skill sets and not really see the passion. But um, you know, I thought I thought that's that's an important aspect that uh, a lot of marketers should consider. But I, I agree with Stephen that aside from that, moving on from that, I think marketers today 
need to be a lot more analytical, right, and be be able to understand technology uh, rather than just being creative, right, and being innovative. I think they need to understand the current technologies that are, that are out there, they, so that they can have more, um, uh, you know, more stimulating, more intellectual conversations with the IT, and to figure out what are what are the best solutions that they need within the organization uh, to achieve what they're trying to do. And not only from a technical perspective, but I, I think they need to be a little more analytical as well, because everything is uh, is being measured today. So if things are being measured, you could analyze it. So being able to have that skill and, and to understand uh, basic uh, statistics and, you know, uh, you don't have to do it, but understand the concepts and how, mm-hmm. like, predictive analytics and models are uh, built and leveraged and used and how the results could be leveraged to drive other business processes will be, uh, will be important as well. And Thank you. And yep. Just just to close this up. Just last, I think uh, you, you want you want to create uh, you want to hire people that could create content and um, and messages that interest and interest your prospects that pulls them into you know, the orbit of your brand and your organization, the products as well. Thank you, Florian Brody. I want to bring you in on some comments on what Stephen and and uh, Bernard just shared before we go to break. Thoughts, Florian? Yeah, I th- I think. Uh, this is a very, very important point, especially as a marketeer, you would be expected to also look at your hires from a marketing point of view. And that means rather than trying to find the best, whatever that means, to find the mm-hmm. most adequate. If you, if you consider your, uh, your hiring process almost as a <coughs> reverse marketing process to bring in the right uh, um, expertise to bring in the, the right people. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, the resume that you get, uh, that you receive in the mail, the person who shows up in your uh, interview room, uh, that person mm-hmm. does marketing. I mean, they market themselves. If they are good marketers, they know how to market themselves. And you on the receiving end or as the hiring manager, you should be able to read that and understand what is really needed. And as we know, over and over again, somebody who's really passionate, who is willing to learn, uh, is uh, way more uh, helpful. I once hired for a company, a, start, a later stage startup, about 40, 50 people. I hired in the marketing department a young lady who wanted to do marketing but had absolutely zero expertise. She uh, trained as an actress and was a substitute teacher in primary school. She was my best hire. I mean, I put her on as a uh, helper at a trade show. By 9 in the morning, she had replaced all the, the crappy posters with good posters. She's been to, uh, to uh, Kinko's to print new material, and she ran the whole place. And uh, uh, I said, look, if you work hard, you get exactly what you need, and that is the first reference, so you can go later to another company and says, yes, yeah, sure, I've done marketing. And she, uh, she contributed more than many so-called uh, marketing uh, people who work their way up the ladder. And this is an opportunity we have with cloud marketing, especially, of course, in the startup scene, to bring in people who come with totally different expertise. 
Interesting. Nothing. Thinking outside the box and outside of the yeah. paradigm. And, and I'm, I'm thinking back to your Shakespeare quote, Florian, that she looked up in the cloud and she saw a camel and a dolphin and, and an elephant and all kinds of things. And she made it happen and she created a delightful experience because she wasn't stuck in the big M of I am a marketer. I think yeah. this way. Uh, Stephen Bailey, I want to get your comment quickly. Yeah, yeah, we can take another two minutes before break. Uh, Stephen Bailey, your comments on what Florian just shared in terms of how to hire for the new age of market. What are your thoughts? I, th- I think he's uh, spot on in a lot of ways, and I, I think what um, looking for these people with impact that have not only the marketing background but more and more uh, are tech savvy, and it doesn't mean that they have to be programmers or have to be um, traditional developers, although that doesn't hurt by any means. Um, but these types of individuals who uh, who really have that passion for not only marketing but for the application of technology and marketing um, are going to be the ones that are going to uh, provide the most value and are going to to sort of stick stick out among the pack for sure. I think um, I I see a lot of clients and the organizations that they have where there are a lot of – Folks who, like in any organization and in any department, can get comfortable in their jobs. And maybe they've been told, okay, you work on this channel and these messages mm-hmm. to these types of consumers. And um, it's important always to, um, with care, shake things up appropriately and, and help people understand uh, and, and the people that you already have on your teams who have such wonderful organizational knowledge or what a lot of people call tribal knowledge that um, that they're given a fresh look and also um, shown some leadership on how they can expand their skill set and, and join this uh, uh, new dimension to marketing on the technology side. But when hiring to the original question, looking for those people who really understand that the, the conversation is two-way, it is... Um, going to be across channels. It needs to be consistent across all of those channels. And to have a, enough of a technology understanding that they can um, understand key concepts of what is needed and, and why isn't it so easy. If we've got all this data, why can't I just pinpoint exactly who I want to talk to with an exact message and understand a little bit more under the covers of, of that those things take effort, and if they were that easy, everybody would be doing it, um, and, and can hold their own in conversations um, with uh, partners and with internal IT, uh, understanding the technology from a functional perspective enough on how to apply it. Because otherwise, it, I, I, I do still see with a lot of clients um, a bit of a mentality, and it's, and it's out of a perhaps a fear of, of what's new or a little bit unknown, where marketing departments and folks who have been doing more traditional roles uh, are, are not as comfortable with that change. And because they don't understand the technology, they don't have any technology background because it wasn't what they were, um, what they studied or what they were trying to be, um, now are kind of forced to. And I think um, instead of making it feel like it's forced, make it feel like it's an expansion and a new tool in their toolbox um, that they can become conversant in. Thank you, Stephen. And we're a little bit late going to the break, but I want to bring in one more point from Bernard Chung. Bernard, I'm going to ask you to just summarize it in in one minute so we can go to break. And and in my intro, I said that one of the challenges of moving to cloud marketing was being prepared to become a totally customer-focused culture. Can you just share with us quickly, Bernard, if you can wrap it in one minute, uh, spending a day in your customer's shoes, how that would help the modern marketer figure out what the customer really wants, to Stephen's point. Bernard, just give me a quick overview, please. Sure. 
Sure, absolutely. I think culture is definitely a, a key aspect of any transformational project or um, any any behavioral changes that you want to see within your organization. I think um, um, I think uh, our CMO uh, Jonathan Becker has a famous saying that uh, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Right, so mm-hmm. if you can't, uh, you know, make people feel comfortable about uh, what they need to be doing, that's not going to happen, right? So, but I think the best way to address this is, you know, help help your uh, people to understand in, in text of what in context of what we're talking about is being more customer focused. Help them to spend a day in the customer's shoes. Help them to see the organization from a customer's perspective. Then they that may also, you know, that may, you know turn on a light bulb on their, in their minds about, oh, I should be doing this. Uh, I, I need to take on this tool. I need to change the way I'm doing, uh, the way I'm dealing with customers and the processes, and that may help them to more easily make that change. Thank you very much. Good summary. We're going to take a break of just one minute. When we come back, I'll give each panelist about 90 seconds to wrap up with their predictions. You know what's coming up, the crystal ball round. We're going to make it a lightning crystal ball so it's fast. I'm Bonnie D. Graham talking with Florian Brody, Stephen Bailey, Bernard Chung. We're talking about upskilling and opening your mind for marketing in the cloud the right way so you win in this new competitive sandbox. We'll be right back after the break. Brad out. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network you're enjoying coffee break with game changers presented by sap you can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Here we are. It's time for us to wrap up with the crystal ball round. It's going to be a lightning round because we're tight on time. Florian Brody, why don't you tell us, if we fast-forwarded this conversation to the year 2020 or any year you like, because you own the crystal ball, what do you think will be different in the intervening time if we met again? Let's say 2020. Talk to me, Florian. 90 seconds. Go. Yeah. Going forward, I believe that I was think, just thinking about that during the break. And I think the clouds will clear. We will see the sun. The clouds will go away, uh, which doesn't mean that they are gone, but they will be invisible. Nobody will worry about that anymore. I recall when we worried about portals. Portals didn't disappear, but nobody talks about them anymore. It will be so uh, uh, intrinsic that uh, 
uh, by that time, marketing will be so personalized that everybody will expect it. Um, I think the direction that we discussed over the last uh, 30 minutes uh, will uh, become uh, so uh, natural, so uh, um, common that uh, any other marketing will, uh, will look as old-fashioned as when you look today at an old cardboard box where the marketing is that the, uh, the producer of the product says, um, uh, only good with my personal signature. Uh, avoid buying products without the original signature of the maker of cornflakes or whatever it was. In 1920, that was the way you, uh, you, uh, you did marketing. Today, we talk about clouds. In six to eight years, uh, it will be personalized marketing. It will be totally second nature, and nobody will think about clouds anymore. And I hope we will see the sun. I like that. We're going to see the sun. Thank you for keeping it tight. Stephen Bailey, I task you with 90 seconds for predictions. Go. Great. I, I like Florian's poetic uh, approach. I agree with the sentiment. <laughs> I think, yes, cloud computing, we won't be talking about marketing in the cloud because we'll treat it like a utility. It'll be like electricity that you just flip the switch in many ways, and that's true um, across the board. For marketers specifically, I think it's going to be um, their daily lives are going to change because they're going to have the tools and the ease to really pinpoint the conversation um, uh, to an individual so that it's not so that it is a conversation it is two-way and that it, it focuses on that that lifetime value meaning from the moment I get your attention and consideration of my product all the way through the relationship and as a loyal uh, customer hopefully as well as an advocate for my brand and so that that requires um, uh, a much uh, deeper conversation than we've been able to have and I think cloud computing will be the utility behind that that will allow this flow of data, flow of analytics, flow of collaboration as well across many partners because every marketing team is going to be um, part of an ecosystem of, of, of different partners, uh, agencies for creative, others for data, others for analytics, others for operations. Um, and so they can, they can still focus on the campaign, I'll use the term in the broadest sense, um, but pinpoint it and have the tools at their fingertips to do that and, and um, be tech-savvy in, in that regard of, of applying those tools for a very uh, meaningful conversation that drives conversion and ultimately um, brand loyalty. Okay, thank you. And Bernard Chung, I have 60 seconds for you. We're really tight. Talk to me. Predictions, go. I think the future is bright, sunny. For uh, mm-hmm. consumers every, everywhere, because I think, um, you know, in, in the future, I think um, marketing as we know it will be, won't be noticeable. Um, and people won't think um, marketing offers and promotions will be marketing offers and promotions. I think it will be integrated into their daily lives and interactions that they have normally with other people and organizations. So I, I think from marketing perspective, they're gonna. What I'm trying to say is that I think marketers will get really good at what they do, and that they will make themselves um, kind of morph into the existing conversations and dialogues that people have, and provide value. And people, as consumers, they'll see information as useful, and that they could use to make their uh, increase the you know. Uh, 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 the values and uh, pursuits that, that they have in, in their day-to-day life. So, Thank you, Bernard. I'm going to have to cut you. One sentence. Get it in fast. Go ahead. No, that's it. And, and okay. um, you know, it will be great for marketers and consumers 
Good. Look. Thank you very, very much, everyone. Thank you to Florian Brody, Stephen Bailey, Bernard Chung. I have 30 seconds to wrap. Guess what? Next week is the start of our fall season. You will not believe this. HR Trends Season 3 returns Mondays, 1 p.m. Eastern. Tuesday, Financial Excellence with Game Changers, 12 noon Eastern. Wednesday, Coffee Break with Game Changers, 11 a.m. Eastern. Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, we debut a new show called The Customer Edge with Game Changers. And Thursday, we debut Season 2 of The Future of Business. The following week, we start a new series called The Internet of Things with Game Changers and another one brand new called Innovating Innovation with Game Changers. Game Changers rock! Shout out to Malcolm Kimberlin. Thank you for tweeting Brad and the Business Channel team. Brad, feel better. Here's my call to action. Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today. Bonnie D. Graham signing off for another edition of Coffee Break with Game Changers. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the Coffee Break conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Please join your host, Bonnie D. Graham, again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week. <laughs>